Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I have been to several ghetto weddings, and uh, you know, it was one of my that was one of my favorite favorite jokes from uh, was that the original Kings of Comedy. I think it was funny, but yeah, uh, you know, growing up in St. Louis, you got those relatives that uh, you know, God love them, but you know, they they gonna get married in the uh, in a Gucci outfit from the mall that they got, not from the Gucci store, but the one they got from the middle of the mall. And they like, like everybody got on uh, like green and they hair braided and this baby's crying. And uh, it's, it's a lot, a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why Cedric the Entertainer is by far one of my favorite comedians. Welcome to Naked. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story, specific, life-altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey, girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey, girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Hey, everybody. This is Naked. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, So you already know who we have on here. He's one of my favorite comedians. And I will tell you a story about Cedric the Entertainer. I remember being in college and Deaf Comedy Jam for you young folks was super popular. And that's where a lot of comedians, great comedians were discovered and have had thriving careers. Um, And Cedric was introduced to me on that proper venue. He uh, I was an event to watch it. He would come on there and do this one joke about ghetto weddings. Flower girls ain't got no flowers. They got sunflower seeds. You know, he would say, um, you know, groomsmen, all kind of different jokes about ghetto weddings. (laughs) And so I just loved it because I could see it. It was visual. He was funny. His observations were great. Um, And then that was years, 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 years ago. And then I bumped into him one time at a restaurant and, you know, I didn't know him and I wasn't like Carrie Champion from TV, but he was so kind to me. He was with his wife and he was with his, I think, business manager. And he took the time out just to say hello. And then when I ultimately uh, had the opportunity to meet him in the way in which he kind of knew who I was and vice versa, I always would say, 
I met you years ago and you were always so kind and sweet. And even before that, you know, you really used to provide me with a lot of laughter in college with um, some of your jokes. I just started naming his jokes and he's looking at me like, lady, go away. (laughs) But it's something about people from the Midwest. Controversial statement here. Controversial statement here. People from the Midwest have a wonderful way of just being so real and down to earth and feeling authentic. I'm not saying that he's not, but that is something that I have been able to observe when I've met people from the Midwest. It really is something special. So for me, talking to Cedric was really about what he's done, his accomplishments, how he's been able to um, maintain and have a career, a long career, and still seem so effortless with every single thing he does. Like Cedric Lowkey is getting a bag. He got a TV show. Um, he has movies. He had an award show. Like he out here. He out here, y'all. Cedric. Tell the people. Cedric, first of all, I got to act like I don't know you. That's the first thing. The second thing is I'm just so happy that you're here. Um, And I want to ask you, have you ever been to a ghetto wedding? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I have been to several ghetto weddings. And, uh, you know, it was one of my my favorite favorite jokes from... uh, was that the original Kings of Comedy, I think. It was funny, but yeah. Uh, you know, growing up in St. Louis, you got those relatives that, uh, you know, God love them. But, you know, <laughs> they they go get married in the uh, in a Gucci outfit from the mall that they got. Not from the Gucci store, but the one they got from the middle of the mall. And they like, like everybody got on, uh, like, green, and they hair braided, and this baby's crying. <laughs> and... Uh, it's it's a lot. I've been Flower Girl had no flowers though. You know, Flower Girl got sunflower seeds, like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be bomb. And then it's like <laughs> they wear the song is fiending by Jodeci. You know, you like that's inappropriate. Like that's that that joke never ever will not be funny. It will always be uh, funny. Like you are really talented, extremely smart. And you have such a way to connect with everybody. And I am just honored to have you here on Naked. I, when, I, when I tell you I am a fan and you know this, I say the same thing to you all the time. But however many years later, I can still hear that and just fall out laughing. I can watch that over and over again, specifically go to your part and be like, just watch right here. Bomb ass wedding, bomb ass wedding up yeah. in here. This is cold ass wedding. Oh, we're going to make a little change up in here. Okay. <laughs> and. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one who does this, but remember when you were like, you can't smoke on Earth no more, can you? Can't smoke nowhere on Earth? What an F. You can't smoke on Earth no more. Can't smoke on Earth, man. (laughs) They got it it all changed up right now. So, yeah, it's those observational kind of, that's always been my brand of humor is like observational to look at the stuff that we do every day and then find, find that like absurdity line that also is something that we can all relate to. And uh, that's that's kind of where where I where I get it from. Your let's just I'll go back just because I, I want to know your origin story. You talk about growing up in St. Louis. There's a couple of things about people I think who are from the Midwest that they have a general um, just a goodness about them, right? It's not for everybody. It's not yeah. Yeah. across the board. But tell me how you grew up and and how you started to make people laugh. Yeah, uh, grew up single parent household. My mother was a school teacher. I got a younger sister who's three years younger than me. She's actually a professor at Pepperdine now. So that gene stayed alive. 
God, you know, I was the, you know, I, I did go to college and got a degree, but I was not a good student. I was one of the people like, you graduated? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I graduated. You did? Yeah, yeah man. I, yeah, I did. Like, I got out of school. Okay. All right. So, so, but uh, it was really, you know, it was one of those, my, she was just, you know, a very, my mom was a very, you know, um, she strived for big things, you know, big ideas, wanted to you know the kind of person that uh, made sure we dress nice and look nice and presentable. And I think that, you know, gave an aspirational kind of lifestyle. We traveled. Uh, we did, you know, for somebody that was a single mom on one salary, she made our life feel like, matter of fact, people used to think we were rich. You know, they would call us rich. And I was like, we're not rich, you know, so uh, it was just, you know, how people know how to take a little something and make it look big. And that was her way. So uh, I think, you know, that definitely inspired, you know, the the attitude of just going out in life and believing you can, you know, achieve things. And so that's the that's the attitude I always kind of took with it, man. I think and I that being, being the only dude in the household, too. Right. You got to kind of be a man like young. So that was the other thing, like having that that in, that innate desire to be somebody that my mom didn't have to like always uh be be working for how can be working with her mm, i love that how do you think that translated into you ultimately like cuz i i hear you say you went to school that's not uncommon and i could easily tell you graduated because of your observational humor i think you're smart I pretty I noticed. And how do you think that like plays into who you are today, having just watching your mom by herself? I think I think it's definitely, you know, it born and leads for me, like, you know, try to be what I consider a, you know, a person that operates in the world with a degree of joy, like the kind of person that wants to be um, you know, look at life for the, you know, the glad being half full as opposed to half empty. I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful that, you know. I like I like the idea of good times when I'm meeting people. I'm not really about toxic energy. Uh, so I try to create that in my space. And if that doesn't work for if that's not in my space, then I just move on. So I'm not really one that you ever hear about me in beefs and static with folks and nonsense. So because I just don't really operate in that world. I just kind of do. I do me. I'm real comfortable about doing that. I don't have to be the biggest star in the room. But I just know when I come in, people going like, yo, you you know, you are who you are. And that's dope. And I and, that, and I, I take great pride in that. And I think that's the way my mom was like she she just kind of lived life in this very cool zone. She loved to laugh. She liked a good time. She liked to do nice things and she'd be on on her way. She, you know, she ain't, she ain't there for the, you know, for the bullshit. If they, how they say it. Yeah, that's right. I like it. So when did you realize uh, was it in college or beforehand that you you would take on the profession of making people laugh for a living? It was actually after college. I did, you know, I entertained while I was in college. I had a I had a radio show. I had a little TV show. Uh, cable was new, so I was like studying broadcast. So I had a show that was kind of like a, a Saturday Night Live thing. We did sketches, and that was in college that we aired it. It was great. And then I had a radio show where I did like a quiet storm kind of thing and talk to people at night. And, and, you know, you know, college, you young and love people calling in and talking to me. I'm, you know, giving game, playing records. You know, that was real cool. And then uh, 
and I was singing like in talent shows. That was kind of my big thing at the time. I was kind of known as a singer, like in high, in college and high school and didn't really know I could do comedy. I was funny. Like I was the lunchroom dude, like, you know, both in, in college and in high school where, you know, the dozens where, you know, like, they'd be like, I'll oh, wait to say it come down here. Y'all don't want no smoke. And, you know, uh, but I wasn't a class clown. So it was like these things that I would just save, save it up to whenever I can be with my boys. And that's when I like smash out on people. So, so, uh, I didn't really know I could do comedy until after I graduated from, from school when it became a little bit more prevalent. Some, uh, the late great Robin Harris was this comedian that to me, he, he, he was, he wasn't a, he didn't look like a superstar. If you say, you know, he looked like my uncle cousin, yeah, he was the funniest dude in the room and he started to gain a lot of popularity. And that's when I recognized like, oh, I'm that brand of comedy. You don't have to be Eddie Murphy, you know, already sharp, already, you know, you know, suited up, looking like a looking like a superstar. You can you can just be a dude and you walk on stage and kill it. And I, so that's what really motivated me to start doing comedy. I was I was working at State Farm at the time. You sell insurance. I was uh, I was the original Jake. I was a claims adjuster. You was the original. J- Wait a second, Sam. Come on, man. Like with the with the khakis, the shirt. Where is the commercial which you do in State Farm? Did I miss that? Because that they missed. This is a missed opportunity for them not to say this is what happens if you work here. You can literally be this person. Yeah, no doubt. We've been we've been trying to pull this one off for a while. They had that. Uh, yeah, Kevin Hart told me the same thing. He's like, yo, man, they tripping. They don't have you doing state forum commercials. I was like, they have not. We tried to, you know, talk about it a couple of times, but we've never closed the deal. So, well, I, I'm, I'm making a note of that. And I want I literally need that fixed. I need you to be in the state yeah. forum commercial ASAP. So then my other question would be if I look at Robin Harris and, I, and I'm not as familiar, but I know I know who he is. Can you tell me? Watching him, and yes, you're right, his brand of humor, I still feel like you're a little more polished than him. Oh, for sure. But he just, you know, because he, you know, he, he, you know, he, he talked really fast and he, he was very, very, very hood, very hood uncle, you know, mm-hmm. look, at you, look at you, you know what I'm saying? Kind of almost remind you of Bernie Mac, like his delivery and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but he was funny like that kind of like personal funny like where you where you just kind of saying things that feel like uh a uncle talking like a cousin talking and i was like that's kind of the delivery i want like i want to be able to not you know have these formulaic jokes i just kind of go up and like yo you ever go to a ghetto wedding and boom boom like literally say things that i see and be like oh now you dying and i was like he he was the first one i saw really do it that way you for me and this is all nostalgia for me i remember maybe in my freshman year in college i think and it was deaf comedy jam and that's where i was turned on to one Cedric the Entertainer and the biggest fan yeah. ever since. And I also remember, but I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just going to go down memory lane for you. You were out having dinner with your wife in LA. This is so weird. This is before I was on ESPN, you know who I was. And you guys were just having a quiet little dinner trying to mind your business. And I was like, hey, you know what? You ever been a bomb ass get a wedding? And you were just like, 
Yeah. yeah. Nice to meet you, crazy lady. <laughs> do you, yeah, do do, how do you respond when people walk up to you to give you your jokes? You just try to have dinner with your family. Like, I don't care who I, I just would be like, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Like, it's just so, it was wholly inappropriate. I shouldn't have did that. My bad. Well, you know, it's one of those things that you, you know, you, you love when a joke resonates with people, you know, people and always came up to me, you know, driving a space shuttle to the moon or wish a motherfucker would. They come with, they, they hit me with all the jokes, you know, and so, and, and you know, you know, my last special, everybody was hit me with bombinicious, everybody bombinicious, bombinicious this. And so it's one of those things that you appreciate and people, you know, of course, recognize it and dig your humor. And, you know, but it's a time and place for it all, right? And so, but I'll, I'll, I, I we get don't know. that people. We I don't know what the time people. and place is. We so excited to yeah. see you. We don't know. Now I know. Yeah. But I didn't know before. I know to behave. But even if now, like if I didn't know you, I would walk up to you and do that again. Like I, yeah. I just want you to know laughter, as you well know, is medicine and it feeds the soul. And when someone can do that for you effortlessly, you never forget who they are and they always have a special place in your heart. I think of, right. of a moment where you know oh he made it for you what was that moment for you you were like oh okay okay i think you know you know it was really weird because i'd done like several things i'd been on dev jam and been on steve harvey show but i started doing those bud light commercials and it was out of all the things that i'd ever done it was the thing that made me like kind of uh what they call crossover popular like i was a I was a crossover star. So like walking through the airport, I had like, you know, white people stopping me, black people stopping me, you know, everybody's like, yo, like, I can't believe it's you. And so that's the, that's that moment when you realize like, okay, I, I went to a different little level of it. So, uh, you know, the, the first time, cause that, that's that particular curve where I checked the beers up and, and open it up on the girl. Uh, that was a Super Bowl commercial and it won. And so, you talking about millions and millions of people watching that commercial like it, you know. I think that's that wonderful. Hey, how do you um, maintain a level of humility? Uh, you know, I think that's, you know, you, you, know, you kind of alluded to it earlier. It's like a Midwest kind of thing. I literally always just kind of took my job as a job, even though I knew it came with like, you know, a degree of celebrity and you know and, and fame or whatever i always respected it like a job like i always respected like when i got when i go on stage i think about the people that pay money to come see me so i'm i'm more concerned about making sure i give you your values work as opposed to thinking it's an honor for you to see me like I, i'm like yo you you know you got a date you had to park you had to pay you know 80 dollars for these tickets and then you know <laughs> You got your girl, you know, like I want to make sure that I earn that. So I think that made me humble because I never really looked at it like somehow, you know, my fame made me, you know, better than the situation. I'm here to I'm here to do my job for you right now. It's interesting that you say that because you do. I feel like you do approach everything like that. Every time I've seen you in any different environment, like you've always been the same, the kindest, the nicest, the friendliest, funniest. Um, so, and I think you would be that way with, with anyone, not even just, oh, cause I, you know, I, I work at TV. You would be that way with anyone. I wonder yeah. when you have that type of demeanor and you experience losses or 
maybe not the wins you want in this business. How does that resonate for you? How do you handle that? Meaning, have you had anything where you were like, God, that was that was an epic career, and I, or I, I this is a low in my career, and I can't oh. be happy. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, that's that's just real life, right? And you recognize that because you know, like like especially like a joke or or anything that you feel like. Um, you know, you put your you put your heart into it and then people just don't care. They don't like it. They don't give a damn. It's a movie. You put it out. You like, yo, they they didn't rock with me. And you start to take those, you know, you can easily take those moments personal. But it is the, the idea that, you know, you just got to get back up and do it again. That's the biggest thing you learn in stand up because it's such a gladiator sport is is you like like no other form of entertainment. You know, like if you sing, you got a band, you got a track, the track can be hot. You know, I, I was telling the story. I went to see Bobby Brown one night. He made us sing the whole concert. He, <laughs> you, you, he, you, you, you. he didn't do nothing. He like, he like, he like, no, what, you, what we pay for? What we pay? I'm singing the whole concert. But again, you can't really do that with a joke. Like I can't like, one and then the other thing is that they expect comedians to have new jokes every time I see yes. them. Yes. That's the other thing. Like you literally have to have new material. If people saw you last year and you come to town, you better have some new jokes. That's all I know. And so it's a very tough gladiator sport that you know you have to learn to let things roll off, and you just can't take it that personal. But you know, I definitely have movies that. That I, you know, I kind of like always say you there's certain things you have to learn to you can't control. Like you have a movie that comes out and then the marketing team don't know how to market it and they miss the mark. So it ain't really on you because when people see the movie, they go, oh, man, that was funny as hell. Like, why? You know, uh-huh. you'd be like, well, damn, they 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 put it out against a Marvel movie. We tried to tell them to wait to the fall. But they decided that this was a good day to do comedy. And we got out, you know, we got beat down. And now you look like the failure, though, because mm-hmm. people be like, yeah, your movie didn't make no money. You'd be like, that wasn't my but fault, though. So is there a movie in particular you feel that way about? Like, you're like, it didn't get its its fair shot. Like, people need to go back in and, and watch that. Or when people do watch it, they're like, well, that was that's a hidden gem. I don't know why we that how that miss us. You have a movie like that in particular? Well, Probably, yeah. I think Talk to Me was is a small movie I did with Don Cheeto and Taraji, and you know I had a small role in it, but it was a great role and it was a great movie that didn't get the the acclaim that I felt. And then my probably one that I did was The Honeymooners, mm-hmm. and it, that had a couple of different moves. Like The Honeymooners could overall be a miss, but. It wasn't a miss because of me. It was a miss because what we wanted to do when we first started the movie, they basically didn't let us do because it was me and Mike Epps. And I had a whole idea. And the first studio uh, exec was like, yo, I'm with that. And then he got fired. But the movie was already greenlit. And then the next next studio guy was like, no, we want to do I'm going to do my idea. We're going to add dog racing and all this thing. We like dog racing. That don't resonate with my people, man. You like so. But we you know, you you getting paid millions of dollars. You just decide to take the money sometime. And that's what that's what I feel like. I took the money 
I didn't stand on what I believed because I knew I had the right. If I would have did the movie I wanted with the Honeymooners, I would have had nine of them by now. Mm. When I let somebody else kind of control it because I wanted to get the money, that's a lesson you learn. Like, because I took the money and then the movie was just I and it came out and it was just I and it went away and that was it. We never did the sequel. We didn't get to go and do like Fast and Furious. Like I'd be on Honeymoon at nine by now. <laughs> I'm over. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say I'm over to Fast and Furious. Get that check. Get that check. I will say two yeah, lessons. I get like, yeah, your money. I will say two things that I think I just took away from that for personally. Sometimes the money is not worth the money. Sometimes you don't know that though, until you experience it. Right. You don't know that it's hard to walk away. I don't know anybody who's going to say, let me not get this bag. Now, I always tell people it's a tough one. You got the best deal is the one that's on the table, though. That's the you know when people try to tell you what you can and you shouldn't do. Of course, it's matters of you know principle. Like if you got hardcore principle, and like if it was something that like they was asking me to wear blackface or something like that, then you know like no. Nah, but you want me to race a dog? Okay, I'm gonna do the dog racing show. I, I don't believe this the one. But that's what y'all paying for. I, and you know, in, 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 in to a degree, it was a great experience. It allowed me to live out the country for the first time. We shot the movie in Ireland. You know, I was able to bring my family over there, bring my friends, you know, we lived, I got a house. It was different. You know, you was like, well, that life experience was worth it. Even though I didn't get the outcome I wanted. And there's always still more. I still like you got like there's just there's so many there's third and fourth and fifth acts for you. Talent never, sure. in my opinion, true talent never ever finds itself on the shelf when they have already shown their their worth. Um, that's always a tough decision because you know when I left ESPN, everyone was like, "What are you doing? How dare you? Why?" I'm yeah, like, I was gonna say I would that we that would definitely apply to you in my opinion. They were such a, you were such a superstar over there. And, you know, uh, and so for you to walk away, it was one of these things you like, Oh, she's literally at a point where it's like, she feel like she got to make a move. And that's one of those things in life. And, and yet, you know, I still feel like you, you find yourself always being relevant, always being in, in the moment. And, and, and I'm sure right now, just more comfortable being exactly who you want to be without, you know, the shenanigans that come along with the shenanigans. Well, because you know, yeah. it served its purpose. I always say, like you said, you had you had some good experiences. It served its purpose. It it made me a name. It made me known to people in different audiences, yeah. and it 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 served its purpose. It may not have yeah. been the end game for me because it had never always it never was the end game. But then now I find myself, and you know, I could say this because the deal is closed. You know, so now we have a show on CNN. And so you have to go through this journey where you look for where you want to be. I already knew what I ultimately wanted to be. Like I see, I saw the career. Sports was great, but I wanted to have the intersection. Yeah. I wanted to have sports and politics and I wanted to make sure we could talk, talk Colin Kaepernick fairly or Kyrie Irving fairly. And it wouldn't just be on the yeah. debate show with Stephen A, right? Like he was the only one allowed to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. was allowed to talk about it. <laughs> and so yeah. as if we didn't have the skill set. Hey, I'll talk. 
Exactly. Hey, everybody, on the other side of the break, we got more with Cedric the Entertainer. Do not go away. You know how I do. I need to pay these bills. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked, we Welcome back. Cedric the Entertainer has not left. He's still here. I'm still giggling and kikiing. Just me. He's just giving me facts um, and a lesson. When we talk about skill set and what you've been able to do, I think Cunning Mooners was amazing because now I see you as someone who can do it all. Like you just hosted the Emmys and I thought that was stupendous. It had to be nerve wracking. You were stupendous. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it turned out really great. And it was one of those moments because you get an you get an opportunity like that. And it is this 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 is probably, you know, more than anything is one of those things where you realize that failure could be catastrophic right so that's what goes in because it's not like any other kind of like miss you recognize Uh like everybody gonna be for the most part watching this yeah and if you if you if you blow it it's catastrophic right no pressure no pressure right so none at all and then you know you got to go out there and make it pop but i you know i was i was surrounded by a great team you know, cool producers, people that I knew, Reggie Hudlin and Byron, people that I've done things with before. Then I put my writing team together and we just like just kept growing the idea to where I was having a good time. And and I and then, you know, I, I mean I'm inside myself now too. Like I'm a I'm a grown ass man, dog. Grown so, ass man, dog. Okay. 
I'm not, yeah, I'm not literally getting ready to be handled. So at this point, like I'm doing this show the way I want to do it. And, you know, everybody trusted me and that was good. So that's what I really loved about the experience. You know what you brought to that? You know what you brought to that? What you just talked about, how you said how Robin Harris influenced you, how you want to tell those comfortable jokes, how you want to be that guy. I was so comfortable watching. I loved it. I watched it for the entertainment value. Sometimes we watch for entertainment. I don't need you to be so witty and make these points. And and not all the time, because there's a way yeah. to put it. I was entertained. Yeah. I mean, you were great. You got to have, you know, because that's the other thing. Like everybody, you know, those shows are known for the cutting edge, cutting edge jokes and the kind of the sharp quips at people. And, you know, everybody was like, who you going to get? You know, and I was like, that's a, that's something that's old. That's not what I do. I do celebration. I do family reunion. I'm I'm here for the party. You know, I'm here for the like, let's turn up. Let's love each other. Let's have a good time. And that's what I'm, that's how I, that's how I deliver comedy. That's how I feel. That's how I walk around every day. I'm not really here to shoot at people. Like, I don't really care. You know, if you, you know, whatever happened in your life, I'm not here to, highlight that and be like, oh, everybody, let me get this joke off on you because you just had this epic failure. And I think this is funny. Mm-hmm. What was the feedback? The, 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 um, the honest feedback. You have positive part, feedback, but the feedback that really stuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, the feedback was everything. Everybody was like, yo, that was just a really enjoyable night. I had a great time. The show, it flowed. It was fast. It was, you know, it was entertaining. And, uh, you know, it, people loved it. They, they you know, I, you know, they was like, can you host next year? I'm like, I'm not, it's not on, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to me, but, uh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. You got to come back. Did you, um, know that you were a dancing machine at a young age or was it when you started doing comedy? Cause you always <laughs> dance with your comedy and then you was there. Dan- I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, how long yeah, are you? Yeah. I mean, you just got a natural thing to you that you can dance. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's a little family thing. Like I, I used to dance when I was young, and I remember I used to want to go to one of those performing arts schools because I could dance and I could sing, and then I, and I would want to be in plays. And I, you know, I, I I could play sports, but I would never really cared about it because I guess because I had you know my mom was my primary person, so I was more like into like the arts, and so. And so I remember I used to want to go to like a performing arts high school and it was way on the other side of town. And, you know, I, I would have had to take the bus. My mom was like, nah, you just going to have to go to regular school. So, um, <laughs> so, but I always had that dancing, that kind of, that, that dance. Need. That's usually how I used to get into clubs too. Like uh, back when, when the clubs start popping, like the bigger nightclubs, they would let dancers come in for free so that the party would always look like it's a party. So mm-hmm. if you were a dancer, they would bring you in on the side and you, you know, so whenever the DJ was rocking, as opposed to people sitting, sitting around being cute and wildflowers, they had a group of people that was always in a way on the dance floor so that you can make the dance floor pop. And I found out they was letting the dancers in free. So I was like, used to go and be a dancer. So I, that's how I started going to the clubs. When was this? You ain't even know that. No, heck no. When was this? Who knows? When was this? This 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 was like in the early nineties when you know, like the kind (laughs) of the bigger clubs started to pop off, and this was like that move where you you use that. Not here in LA though, right? Was I here in LA? No, this is St. Louis. Okay, St. Louis. 
Because I was about to say, um, I want to talk to you about that. Because, well, first of all, I knew you could dance. You do it like you're having fun, but you could tell you got rhythm and beat, and it's and you're light on your feet. Yeah. I know this sounds crazy, uh, the, the observations that I've made, but I pay attention to everything, and I'm like, oh, he can dance. Oh, okay, I see you move with it then. Okay, yeah. I got. You. I can't. Yeah, dance. yeah, yeah. So I have to ask you about a couple of things. You have done so much. I'm looking over the body of work. We got five pages of what you have been doing. Um, who wants to be a millionaire? You've done that. Like you're a host yeah. in general. You do that effortlessly. You you um you have so many TV shows. Damn, Cedric, you I mean, good grief. You never not work. And you got the neighborhood, which a friend of mine was working on as a writer a long time ago. Um, you have a wine. You listen, uh, proud yeah. family, louder and prouder. I'm going down the list, guys. If you if you're listening, it, he's never not working. Do you get tired? <laughs> not really. I mean, I actually, I actually, I actually love it. Like if ever I have like moments where I'm not doing anything, I get pretty restless fast. Like of course, like anybody, you'll have like that schedule where it's just going, going, going. You're like, I right, cool. Let me decompress for a week or whatever, two weeks. And then, you know, you settle down and then it's like, all right, I got to I got to be busy, man. I mean, the pandemic was one of the weirdest times for me because, you know, since I started this, I traveled every weekend doing shows. I have a TV show. I'll leave on Friday, go do a live show. Saturday, do another live show in a different city. Fly home Sunday, go to work Monday. Loved it. Right. You know. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you have like maybe one week off where you just kind of like do whole family joints and make sure the kids know I'm their daddy, you know, like, okay, <laughs> you are a person that we should know. And I'm like, yes, I'm your father. Uh-huh. So, I paid a bill. So, yeah. 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 Like, I know y'all see me like going in and out of here, but yeah, I, be, I actually live here and, and care about your well-being. So. One thing I hear about comedians a lot is that you all love that lifestyle, being on the road, but it's also a grind and it's physically and mentally tiring. Is it true? Yeah, is that true? Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a combination. It's definitely, you know, it's an addiction to a degree. Like, you know, we're, we definitely have to have it like that. That 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 vein where you with a live audience, you with people that's not Hollywood folks. You know, you you in Charlotte, you know, you in Birmingham, you with the folks, you know. And so, it, and it's a vibration to that that gives you life, you know. And at the same time, you know, you know, you can't really get to Birmingham without connecting through Atlanta. So you gotta be on a connecting flight, and now those things start to be hard, right? You start to be like, man. You know, you know, you got to everybody. You got to can't be Kevin Hart. If we just if we could just G5 it around here everywhere, it'd be all right. I think I think maybe every now and again, you could do that. I'm pretty sure every now and then I pull it. Every now and then I'm very selective. I pull it out. But can't just have it out for everybody. Yeah. Um, Have you ever as a comedian battled with depression? Yeah. 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 You know, again, it is it is a thing like I had, a, you know, like a low period, like where things were like going on the super up trajectory, had a couple of things that didn't work, uh, a couple of things drop out. You started to take it personal. 
you 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 get a little embittered by you know the business the world and so therefore there is this kind of you know you know this sucking of your spirit if you will like you kind of like you not yourself and so yeah that is that is a space where i felt like you know i definitely was was not me i never luckily i didn't have any you know kind of a personalities where I just was, you know, a drinker or, you know, a drug dude or anything like that. I just was one that I just, you know, was quiet and didn't really care, you know, a little more argumentative about things, you know, and, you know, couldn't take a compliment, you know, and, you know, like this, just, just don't want to hear it. So, you know, and then you, and then, you know, you, you, you'll, you know, luckily for me, it was a short lived period. And I was, I was blessed to, you know, to like not, have a great, great family, great wife that hold me down. That was like, yo, you know, and then you, you know, you find your light and then you just start to trust that even more. So, so now, you know, the highs and lows don't really take me there of this business. I just kind of, you know, keep re keep generating and keep trying to be fresh. You said something really wise there, the highs and lows, every business, my business, every business, if I worked at McDonald's, there are highs and lows, right? And you always have All to right. be, you always have to stay even, you have to stay in the middle because that can't determine how you feel about who you are. But everyone, that happens to, easier said than done. Like same, everyone can relate yeah. to that. Um, I just find that I hear, yeah, yeah. I hear that your business in particular is tougher on the spirit because of what you said earlier. Like you always got to have a new joke. You can't be Bobby Brown and say, sing with me. Right. Yeah, and, and it, that challenges you in a way that, you know, that if you know you you can actually be intimidated by it. I always feel like there's certain comedians that are big time stars and you'll go like, will they ever do stand up again or why they stop doing stand up? You know, because you can reach certain heights and then you feel like you can't do it. You feel like you judge yourself uh, from from the level of what where it's going. You know, like like, you know, everybody guy, he our guy. But Chappelle literally is on some magical stuff as a comedian right now. Like he's so magical that you start to doubt that you could do it. Like, and it's a weird thing. Like, you know, and that would be the least thing that he would want from you. Like, if Chappelle see you, he gonna want you to be you. He loved comedy, but you know, but because you're watching him be so like just, just like you know, Jordan, you know, like he just Jordan right now, you like, yo, like. I need to step my game up and oh, I don't know if I can go out there and be that honest. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, and it's weird. It's a weird thing that happens to comedians until you get on stage and then you just go. And then you're yourself. Well, you mentioned him. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. God, I'm glad you brought him up. You, <clears throat> excuse me. He walks away from all of that money at the time or what seemed to be a lot of money at the time. And I remember listening to other comedians that you and I both know saying things about he should have got his mind right. My family would have pulled me aside and said this, that, the third. And I don't know what he did. And and it takes such an incredible intestinal fortitude to walk away, one, from the money, because you and I talked about that. But he has come back more unapologetic, more honest. And like you said, the, the comedy is is so enlightening, whether you get it, whether it's offensive, whether you, sure. I I almost felt like, especially this last special in the poser, I felt like he was like taking the L for all comedians. Like, <clears throat> can we, we can't say anything anymore. Well, I'm going to say everything because we should be allowed. Right. There is this rule that this is what we do. Don't take this away from what we do. That's how it came across to yeah. me. 
Yeah, no, it was that. And, you know, it, it was it was so prolific in the way he did it. And again, like I said, people, you know, wanted to be offended. But, you know, my biggest thing when people would ask me about that, it was like he was telling a personal story. So no matter what are you talking about, you're trying to group you trying to group a group of people in on somebody's personal story and act like they saying something negative. Not when I'm talking about something that personally happened, it's a personal story. So, you know, you, you, what you, what you doing now is trying to cancel me over some nonsense because you didn't, you didn't, you're not even talking about what I'm talking about. So um, I, I really thought that that was brilliant in the sense that it did allow people to talk about, subject matter that comes out of your point of view right and so you know like you said you know one wants to be intentionally offensive and you want to you know hurt people's feelings i mean there's certain comedians that's like that like they don't really give a damn but but intention that ain't the intent when you're trying to make people laugh when you're trying to make a group of people laugh so you know you usually you're just trying to speak something that you feel like can resonate and therefore it, it causes thought. It causes laughter. Even if you disagree with it, you're like, yo, that's wild. And, you know, that's enough of a reaction that anybody can have in life that helps them, you know, move on. Now you got an opinion and at least, you know, you got one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I admire it because I think what he's doing, not only, like you said, it gets you motivated, but it gets people motivated to, to stand in a truth. Tell their story, yeah, tell their personal experience. The we world would be so much better if people was more truthful right now. You know? Right, right, correct. It'd be better if everybody was naked, emotionally naked. Yeah. The show. Oh, that's what the show is. I was waiting for you to do. Okay. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I was like, I'm naked for Okay, we both going to take our shirts off right now. You ready? You not taking your, <laughs> you ready? On the count of three. No, I'm good. I'm a, I'm you all, you take a shot. Okay, my bad, my bad. I I truly, and I'm, not, and I'm not just saying this, I enjoy you and you know that I have been the biggest fan. You make me smile and you make me feel better when I'm around you. That is an incredible talent that you have. Please never take it for granted because everyone feels that way about you. Like they just want to smile. You may not understand that while it's happening, but you make people happy that, now I'm not saying that I know you in that way, but being around you and when you talk and I watch your comedy, I'm just immediately, even if I don't even think it's funny yet, I'm just not like, okay, go ahead, go. No, that's yeah, yeah. the effect you have on people. And I'm sure you've heard that before, but I'm yeah. going to be smiling even more with this wine. Talk to me about this wine we got coming out before I let you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Zetta. Uh, yeah, I did. A, my mother's name was Rosetta. And oh. so, uh, she, you know, she passed a few years ago, but she just was my greatest inspiration. Uh, most of the fundraising and everything I do is like really dedicated to her. So I got a hospital in St. Louis, uh, a women's pavilion with her name on it. Uh, we got an educational center inside the hospital with her name on it. Um, uh, and then, um, so we had this opportunity to do something for literacy. She was a reading specialist and loved to teach people to read kids, adults, anybody. And so I had an opportunity to do this wine. And so I decided to create the wine and then donate a portion of the proceeds uh, to her uh, Red Rose Reads Foundation. So uh, that's what we're doing with it. And so it's a beautiful Napa Valley uh, blend. Uh, you know, we did mainly Cabernet, but it's a, a Merlot with a Syrah in it. It's a beautiful wine. It's I took my time, like, you know, cultivating it, going back and forth to Napa. Having this in a great vendor, uh, 
uh, Smith and Devereaux, they, they do a, a, a number of wines, uh, several wines in the marketplace. And then, so we partnered with them and, uh, it's great. It's coming out on our birthday on January 4th. I'm doing a, I'm doing a few giveaways. I'm giving away some for Thanksgiving and for Christmas so people can have it and celebrate with their families. And, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, you can go to Smith and Devereaux and log on. People can get, can, you know, be a, uh, get, line up and get the early to get the early bottles right now so if you go to smithandevereaux.com you can uh, then go to zeta and then uh be in line to grab so if you no. if you rock with your boy like that, i yeah. rock with your boy i rock with you like that no covid the the clearing of the throat you can't clear your throat in america you can't cough in america uh, yeah. nothing um i will get some of that i promise i will to support you and just basically because i like wine i like to drink um but yeah, this I had something else I wanted to ask you. Did you did you step on the grapes? Because if you didn't step on the grapes, I don't want it. Yeah, I did. Not the ones that you'll be getting, but I did the early <laughs> ones. Yeah, uh, because that was, a, you know, that was a part of the thing. I actually was there, you know, like, you know, because the grapes are from 2018. So, you know, you you but you you're there when they like kind of pulling them. You go through the barrels, you do the smell, you do the testing. You you see what the acidic thing, you know, all the you know, kind of acid that they, you know, what you're looking for. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was very involved in that. But, you know, yeah, they don't really okay. step on grapes anymore. Oh, but it, okay. But, it was, exactly. it, okay. but we did the traditional. We did the traditional one, yeah. Well, because yeah. I, I used to watch I Love Lucy. She did, remember when she was the episode where she stepped on a grape? Okay, but you were yeah. sommelier. So you hear, hear sommelier, it's the acidity, it's the this and the acids and the... Okay. Well, I learned I learned all this stuff by making the wine. I didn't know, I, I didn't know that stuff too. I'm like most people. I'm like popping a bottle. Yeah, it's like, good. Let's get night. This is good right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric, the entertainer, constantly entertaining and just, a, just an all-around great human being. Um, such an honor to know you. And thank you for coming on Naked. I appreciate it. Oh, indeed, a pleasure, man. I know we've been trying to do this. It's great. You're doing your thing. Congratulations on your new deal. Uh, I'd say the same thing you carry wherever, you know, I see you. It's always a pleasant, pleasant energy. You you, you know, you, you you are like what I believe you to be on television. Like you're a great, fun personality with great energy and, uh, you know, just dynamic. And, you know, we've had really cool encounters where we just get to be together and laugh for a minute and you know it's been it's and be been ourselves no care yeah, exactly talk 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 to talk which you got to catch up and do yeah. i would love to do that soon you can invite me to the house for a party i know you be having a lot of stuff going on oh, and i'm sure. getting no advice i'll be seeing you and chris spencer at the golf course and then y'all yeah. be hanging out with michael jordan and nobody invites carrie yeah. that's cool yeah yeah i got i gotta make sure you plugged in all right you, know, I you just, be traveling I just, too i the last time, you know, because I did invite you to something. He was like, I'm going to be gone. I was like, all right. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, remember we gone. saw each other. Okay. Remember we saw each other in uh, Cabo? Was it? Where were we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was you, great. You yeah. Doing, yeah. What was that? Yeah. That was before. That was before. Okay, I'm coming to all things. When I say I'm not yeah. going to be in town, don't, don't take it personally. I'm coming to all things because I'm not about to be left out. I'm about to be on this next ride where we having the wine and we having a good time. That's what we about to do. I'm coming to all things, please. Thank you. Let's do it, do it. So Cedric, as mentioned, 
has a lot going on and I support all of it. I will say this year, though, and, and, and hosts get such a bad rap for award shows. I thought he really did an amazing job at the Emmys. And I know he prepped for that for a very long time. And the energy that he brought, in my opinion, is who he is. Some people say they didn't like the show, not because of Cedric. It was just because, you know, certain people didn't win. Cuz, cuz, cuz. No gangbanging here. But Cedric really was able to bring a very authentic energy that made me laugh. Wholesome. You know what I mean? After school special, but still adult. <laughs> I don't know if there's such a two, but there is in that spirit. That's what he was able to give me. Um, and I think it's really important that we support all of our comedians because their observations really are smart and intuitive. And they make us think, they make us say, hmm, they make us uh, laugh, obviously. And it's not an easy job. I don't think that people even get it. We go to a comedy show and be like, make me laugh. If you don't, show is over <laughs> and no matter what they they perform you know they have to and Cedric to me is one of those good guys I'm rooting for him he's already made it he's already a success um and I was just so grateful that he came to my podcast you guys have to realize when I get to interview people that I loved or admired or thought were hilarious I get excited just like I'm excited to listen to y'all see y'all next week State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.